0: Here's a thought I'll title. Once it was difficult. Do you remember Olivia Parker? Boy, I do. She was a big figure in my early days in photography because she published a book. I've forgotten the title now, but it was exquisitely split toned gelatin silver images. And I'd never seen split toning before. And her images inspired me to explore the incredible complexities of split toning, which I never did fully master. It was so difficult and so exacting, but I loved the look. And then I remember I once attended a week-long workshop to learn J. Dussard's ferrocyanide bleaching technique, which did some marvelous things to highlight details in gelatin silver photographs. And it was almost impossible to achieve that look without knowing how to do ferrocyanide bleaching And it basically took about a week, not to learn the technique itself, but to learn how to do it without doing it too much. By looking at lots and lots of examples from his images and watching him do ferrocyanide bleaching, you could learn how to control it and how to not get swept up in the gimmickiness of it. And I don't even want to remember the hours I spent trying to master the concepts of Minor White's Little Yellow Zone System book. It was maybe the classic example of how to take something that was fairly simple now that I look back on it and make it as complex as possible by using as much convoluted language and weird analogies as you could think of. It was very zen-like. It was more like the zone system as koan. But that was minor white. Well, and of course, all those kinds of things, split toning, the highlight brightening, which is easy to do digitally, but took the complex ferro bleaching techniques to master in the analog darkroom. There's so many things like that that are now just a click away, that don't require any dexterity of handling materials and processes. They're all now a plug-in or a preset or a mouse button away from perfection. What does that mean for photography? What does it mean that the images that we used to sweat bullets over 50 years ago have now been simplified to a few mouse clicks so that anybody can be a talented photographic artist? Well, the first thing it means is, isn't that great for everybody who wants to be a talented photographic artist? But I think in the context of the wider culture of art, it sort of proves the insult that's been hurled at photography for so long that it's not really an art medium like painting or singing or sculpture or dance. Those are things that require effort, and there's no shortcut. The digital world has not impacted Ballet or opera or painting or sculpture, a bit. But it's made it possible for photography to be the truly democratic art that it set out to be. I'm not sure I can see where all of that leads. I'm not sure I see that it has much impact on those of us who choose to use photography as a means to make personally creative and expressive artwork. But maybe it does in culture at large. And maybe that's why I'm hearing so many stories of plummeting print prices that people who used to sell a number of prints and used to be able to put food on the table and whatnot and pay for heat, light, rent, and power by being a fine art photographer, a lot of those people are finding it more and more difficult. Not because the work they're making is any less spectacular, it's probably more spectacular. But maybe it's because that's not the way the public is perceiving photography. They're seeing it as a mechanical, software-driven medium that runs the risk of being less and less considered a valid art medium. You and I won't believe that because we know it's more difficult than it looks. But that's not the way the public is perceiving it. And that, I think, is a reality that does cause some concern. Copyright 2023, Lenswork Publishing.